Well, welcome, my dude. Thanks, man. First episode of the Chase Merrill Podcast. That's right. With my first guest, my first conversation of the podcast, mm. and then of the 52 Project. Yeah. My brother, Landon Philip Merrill. Glad to be here, man. Yes, sir. Let's go, let's go, dude. Took a lot to get here. Did. Multiple layers. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a podcast guy. I'm not a tech guy. Now you are. I'm, yeah, You're I'm, in it. We're, yeah, yeah, that's right. You're doing it. Here we are. 100%. Uh, I'm not a video guy. I'm not an audio guy. Uh, You're getting there. Yeah, that's your kind of specialty. Yeah. That's your world. More video than audio, but yeah, let's let's go with that. You helped me get to this point tonight. Hey. Where we're recording this. If thing. it looks great, I did. If it doesn't, I didn't. How about that? <laughs> I knew you had to be my first guest. Bottom line. <laughs> Bottom line. Yeah. I, like I, I could not wait to sit down and have a conversation with you too, man. as my number one conversation of the 52 project. Yeah, man. And uh, in fact, that you were going to be up here in person. I was like, we got to do it in person. So here we are. Yeah. Um, this whole thing is, you know, I, I explained it in an intro podcast cool. to kind of talk about what this 52 project is. Yeah. But, you know, 52 weeks, mm. 52 conversations, 52 different people. Yeah. With people who have made an impact on my life. And are making an impact in the world around them. Mm. And that's kind of the, I want to share you. I want to share the next 51 people mm. with the world, whoever's going to listen to this. Totally. Because there's, uh, there's something incredible about who you are, what you're currently doing, what you've walked through to get to this point, mm. and uh, what you have in front of you that I want to, I want to share a piece of that with the world and then talk about stuff that matters. Talk about stuff that's actually going to impact people yeah. with where they are. Before we jump into that conversation. Okay. Uh, Give us a snapshot. Who are you? Mm. And we kind of talked about our connection in regards yeah. to why you're here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who am I? Well, I think we all asked that question of ourselves a little bit. Um, no, I am a first and foremost Christian um, Christ follower who uh, has been radically changed by Jesus in my life and um, the encounters I've had with him and, and the Bible itself. Um, and I think what's cool is, I don't know. I think, I think for me as Landon, um, I would say the statement under that would be now husband got married this year. Yeah. Um, son and brother. Thank you. Pumped. Um, no, no, no. Oh, thanks man. Appreciate it, dude. Yeah. Big deal. Married way up. Um, she's awesome. She's incredible. Best things ever happened to me. Yeah. And I think for me, the, the title underneath all those titles would be dreamer at the end of the day. I think there's an element of, um, I've always thought outside the box, always want to go to the next level of things. And I kind of think that we have this one little life to live on this earth and we can make as much impact in that time frame as we can. We don't really know when our number gets punched. So it's like, why not go all out? Like there's, there's no dress rehearsals of this thing. So why not? go for all the things that are put in your heart. And like to what you said about people pursuing their passions and their, and their things they feel called to. And like, is God actually calling them to those things? I think you have to have uh, a little bit of talent or some version of gifting in the area that you might feel called to. And if you don't either you have to work insanely hard and put in the hours and the reps to get to that thing, or there's just this kind of natural thing that you're gifted with. Um, that I believe, I also think that there's kind of written on your soul a little bit of, of some passions and some things. And, um, yeah. So like for me, I I'm pursuing film and television. Um, but beyond that, or you take a step back, it's more storytelling in general. I love telling stories. I think it's the perfect medium in any kind of, um, platform 
I think I retain information better through storytelling anyway. So it's like a natural progression for me where it started with, you know, dad's camera filming my action figures and, and throwing us into skits and sketches. And, um, you know, and then I actually saw you acting in theater in high school and being like, Oh, that's really cool watching Chase do that. And there's just so much humor in it. And so just to make sure yeah. everybody hears mm-hmm. this part. You were inspired by my, my acting. Absolutely. hundred percent. You, you were, yeah. The, the improv you did with, um, with Johnny Hamner, you know, those improv days with Jay. Zach Ramos, just all that theater stuff Zach was, Ramos. you know, awesome. And, and it just encouraged me. And I remember you were talented in it, but your calling was different where it was like you like, yeah, I'm really talented in this. You were talented in music, communication, public speaking. But then it was like, your passion was ministry. It was like people. You're like, I just want to love people and point people towards Jesus and make disciples. And it was like, awesome. And I had a very similar passion in high school and, and still to this day, but it was like, my talents were different. My talents had a shift of like, you were, I remember we had a really good conversation in the car before, when I graduated high school or right before I graduated high school, I think. Um, and we were in this parking lot at a park near the high school and you were like, okay, like you had one year left on earth. What would you do? You know, would you do ministry or would you like try to make a movie? And you were like, you had some, not waffling, but you, you were trying to go full blown ministry. You, and you yeah. really had a hard time between like, can, do, do I have to choose? Yeah. Like, right. Like I feel like yeah. I have to choose the path. It's yeah. not like a, like I could do both kind of thing. Totally. Well, I felt, I felt like pursuing film was selfish. Like it was a weird thing where I was like, oh, I'm doing this fully for me. I can't do that. Like ministry is a, didn't feel selfish to me. Ministry felt like, oh, I'm dedicating my life to like, um, getting people closer to God. So I was like, cool, like I'll, I can do that the rest of my life and never feel weird about it or guilty about it or shameful. And so with film, it was like, yeah, this is my greatest passion. And I love storytelling. I love filmmaking. I was obsessed since I was a kid. Like I'd watch the, you know, BTS behind the scenes stuff on every single DVD for hours. And uh, I watched stuff on repeat. And there, and there was like years of... Yeah. The, the, I mean, you would stay up for hours, whether it was watching movies yeah. or shows yeah. or YouTube videos or, and then wake up at, you know, yeah. ungodly late morning hours. <laughs> and you know, I just got to say this because yeah. for so many people that either knew you in middle school or high school <clears throat> or knew us and our family or, you know, have people in their life that have similar, you know, um, like passions or giftings in that way. There was like a, a like at, at that point, it was like, dude, like. You can't stay up just watching movies all night. You can't just watch YouTube until 1 a.m. and then wake yeah. up at 11 a.m. and think, like, life is going to – you're going to succeed in life. Like, yeah, okay, totally. Great. You know, a lot of people, and maybe even mom and dad, or yeah. me, yeah. I, I will just speak for me. I want to yeah. speak for mom and dad. <laughs> let them, I'll let them come on the podcast speak yeah, for yeah. themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, maybe thought you were lazy mm. or, like, uh, you, yeah, just kind of, like, pipe dream kind of stuff. Like, yeah. man, you're going to have to learn how to, like, wake up early and work hard and, like, mm. watching YouTube is not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, it did. <laughs> and I mean, what I've seen is yeah. I mean, all of that time was you coming into like the reality that your passion, your calling, your giftings were all beginning to like, you know, come together towards a, a, a meeting place mm. and you were discovering that and identifying, okay, what does this look like? And all of that stuff was like investing into mm. your creativity, your mm. imagination, your ability to see something that nobody else could see yeah. and learn from all of these different, you know, whether writers, directors, yeah. you know, actors and go, uh, that's how I want to, you know, so yeah. none of that was really wasted. 
that led to you getting to where you are. So let me let yeah. me publicly just let me publicly okay. like apologize. <laughs> I have to. No, no, because no, there there was there was laziness built into it. But I, you know, there's some quote. I think it was Steve Jobs. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on this. But he said, "I'll find the laziest person." Is that going? Is good. We're good. Okay. I'm gonna just do make a double check. Cool. Keep going. Okay. Cool. Um, I believe it's Steve Jobs, but he said. Um, he goes, I will put the laziest person on the hardest job because they'll find an easy way to do it. And so and in a weird way, it was like, I think at the time it was immaturity, but at the time it was like, oh, I want to just do this. I don't want to do anything else. But I would wake up at 5 a.m. to make a movie like, you know, like my brain could wrap its head around. Um, or wait, my head could wrap its, what is, I don't know. I could wrap my head around yeah. waking up early in the morning right. to go make a movie any time of the day. Right. Cause it was like that creative thing clicked. Um, but it was like pulling teeth to do anything else. And so I was like, okay, how do I mesh these worlds of like actually being able to exist and <clears throat> not have the parents worried about me or me being homeless, you know, starving actor or whatever it is. Um, and so, yeah, it was a lot of trying to cross those paths together. Um, and then realizing that in the meantime of pursuing your dream, you do have to work the nine to five. You do have to like work your butt off on all these other things. And like within that stuff, I learned incredible work ethic. I had to work up early for things I didn't want to do. Um, so then when the things did come down the pipeline of the passions and the projects I really wanted to be a part of or touch, those things were so much more, um, worth it. In the sense of like, oh, okay, I'm so glad I put on all that work on the things I didn't like because now I have that work ethic and I get to apply it to things I do like. And then now these really cool projects get to come up and, you know, I get to work the job I work right now. And, and even in the midst of that, I'm still working a job that is incredible and I'm super blessed to be a part of, but it's still not the end all be all goal right. of, of what I want to do or, right. or accomplish, but it's been incredible. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that I think about too is the, the amount of, I mean, you talked at the very beginning about the tension between ministry mm. or filmmaking yeah. or acting. Yeah. Right? Moving to LA, moving mm-hmm. to Hollywood, trying to pursue yeah. the dream or like being a pastor. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and then so the, we obviously, I, I took that path. Yep. I didn't necessarily feel the, that same tension between being yeah. an actor or a pastor. Mm. Um, but the, the way that you were, you ended up going that route and I did end up feeling the call to full-time vocational ministry. Like I just think it's I think it's interesting I think it's interesting how the Lord used us in that way, pursuing those different things. Yeah. But at the same time, we've always even though I went full time ministry, mm-hmm. you know, because as a, as a pa- I mean, two thousand and eleven yeah. was my first full time full vocational ministry yeah. role. I, I didn't officially <clears throat> become a, a pastor until a couple years later, but yeah. um, from then till now, I fully feel called and into the, the full-time ministry world but mm. i've always still had this heart and this like desire and i really do still feel a call to yeah. impact the world outside of the four walls of mm. the church or outside of vocational ministry yeah uh in a way that's out of the box it's create i mean part of yeah. this part of the all why this is happening totally. Totally. is because i i recognized in high school really in middle school in eighth grade i recognized this desire to uh reach all people in all places, yeah. in all times, to yeah. figure out a way to reach him with with the gospel, with God's love, not yeah. with you know just a, a how to get a better a life, chase, right? yeah, whatever. Yeah, chase yeah, totally. it's, it's Jesus all yeah. day, every day. But yeah. but it was you know I just I, and it's never left me. I've always mm. still had this like 
how do I make an impact? Yeah. Not in Hollywood necessarily, but like in the world that's outside of the church. Mm. And it's and in parallel, you've always had a little bit of this like, I'm here doing it. I'm, I'm grinding. I'm you know yeah. trying to make movies and write, write scripts and edit films and all yeah. that stuff. But I still have this deep passion for the Lord. Absolutely. This passion to reach people for Jesus. Yeah. To 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 have a, a fervent. Uh, discipling mm. spiritual life in my uh, discipling experience and spiritual life uh, to make a difference and yeah. you know and almost a pastoral heart yeah and so it's just funny how like we went those ways but yeah. we've always still kind of maintained this like I kind of want to still be yeah in those other areas a foot, a foot in each world right. for sure right. yeah yeah and that's ta- that's hard I think I, I think, think that's, that's something that you know I really I really wrestled with still wrestle with mm. with how to um, you used the word selfish. You know, mm. I felt like I was being selfish. Like it was all for me. Where even in ministry now, if I do something like this, where I'm making a podcast, it feels selfish. Yeah, my name's yeah, on it. Your name's on it. And it's like, you know, well, for, first of all, yeah. everybody and their mom's got a podcast. It feels like <laughs> everybody's trying to do something, totally. like, especially through the last two to three years with yeah. COVID and everything else. Yeah. And there's, 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 it's oversaturated. Mm in every different market between podcasts and YouTube channels and videos and TikTok or whatever else. Yeah. And so, you know, why would I do this mm. if it was, this is how I thought. Yeah. Why would I do this if it wasn't for me trying to make my name bigger or yeah. try to bring attention to myself? Totally. And I always wrestled with that being in ministry, mm. how to go, can I do this? Is this possible yeah. without me, you know, a bunch of people thinking, X, Y, or Z about my motives or judging whatever totally. about this. And that's crippled me at times yes, yeah. from stepping into this space and, mm. and then sticking with it. Yeah. Because I've dabbled with it for oh, years. Oh, totally. totally. Well, yeah. But then there's something that makes me in my own insecurities go like, I, I can't keep doing this. Well, I th- that's it right there. It's, it's insecurities. I think it's, we're, we're very similar in this way. We're like, it's funny. It's, if I, because we both listen to podcasts, right? We both have our favorite movies, television shows, yeah. music, whatever it is. But it's like we all day long we could have somebody else doing it, and we're fully supporting. We're like we're gun ho for that person. Right. We're like let's go. But the moment you put your own name on it, it does a weird thing. It's it's this imposter syndrome. It's this, um, you know, it it's funny. It's like immediately I go, oh no, I don't want to associate or I don't want to put my name on it because there is a level of like self. Sure. Um, Oh, self-worth or what, whatever the, the term might be. But like, it's funny as I believe in all my friends so much, or I believe in you. I believe in all these people. Like I would put my career on the line for these people because I believe in their ability and their talent and who they are just as a person. And it's like, but the moment it comes to me, I'm like, Oh no, no. Like there's this weird immediate, almost like hesitation, hesitation self-rejection, um, imposter syndrome moment. And so what I'm realizing now, especially like, so you're starting a podcast or me pursuing film or whatever it is, it's like, if you look at the big picture and you think about the podcast you've listened to, that's been like, man, that just changed my whole week or made my whole day or that movie that like made you cry and and change your perspective or created some incredible empathy. It's like, it would be selfish of that person not to create that content. Right. Right. It's like a weird conundrum where it's like, if they were like, no, I'm just going to keep it all to myself. Then technically it becomes like, at least in my brain, it becomes a selfish thing. If you don't express or share those incredible things that maybe the Lord's gifted you with. So it's like, okay, Chase Murrow is an incredible communicator, understands people, um, a great listener, a great storyteller. Right. And even gosh, what was it like two years ago into the 
uh, was it Max Licata? What was it? Was it John Eldridge? You did a John Eldridge podcast. And you interviewed him. And I remember I was on a plane and I'm listening to, I was going, I can't remember where I was going. Um, and I remember thinking, why has Chase not done this his whole entire life? Like I just remember thinking that thought so clearly of like, you're, you are gifted communicator. You have this heart for people. Um, you, you want to see people come to Jesus and beyond all that too. It's like, you're just good at communicating. So it's like, sure. what, what, yeah. Like what other medium would you be able to do? Right. So right. it's like, it's, so of course your brain goes, Oh no, like every mom and whatever have a podcast or it's already too saturated or people are all already doing this or like, come look at me and my, whatever. it's like, no, it's like the impact that can come from you pursuing your dreams, you stepping out of your comfort zone, you pushing through that weird self denial version of like, you know, like I said, imposter syndrome, I'll probably say it a thousand times in this thing. Um, you have to like almost murder it and go forward anyway, yeah. because one, you're like me, I'll be impacted by this selfishly as your brother, hearing you talk and have incredible conversations with people that have impacted your life. There could be that little nugget of wisdom or that like life story that it's literally somebody's going through yeah. and it helps them get through their week or through their day. Right. And even with me within filmmaking, it's the same thing where, yeah, there's a little bit of escapism for sure, or a lot of it. But the beauty of that is those days where I'm have that terrible day and I throw on the office or new girl or I watch interstellar and it takes me somewhere else completely. Right. It's like, or you throw in your you know comfort movie, like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or star Wars. It's like, man, that stuff can help you get through your, your day or through a hard time or connect you. The best thing to me is to little side quest here. Um, you're at a party, you meet people for the first time. You could ask the, cl- the classic question. What do you do for a living? Right. Or you can be like, Oh, what's your favorite movie? And immediately you can have a complete stranger be like, oh, dude, I loved Inception or Interstellar. You have something to talk about. Right. There's this common ground where like, oh, I love that movie. Or you can be like, I didn't like that movie. Whatever the thing is, it creates immediate discussion and almost like a trust where like that and sports and music can do that thing where it's like, and we all have like, yeah, it's, you know, it's the um, social media, whatever. But like you have this ability to connect with an absolute stranger Right. And open a door for authentic conversation and communication or, or whatever the thing is. Whereas if you didn't have those things, that media, that source of whatever content, it wouldn't have that icebreaker, if right. you will. Right. Um, so I think that's the beauty of it in that sense. And then kind of going back to what we're talking about, the pushing past self thing. It's like, if you weren't you and this podcast was out there, would you go listen to it? Right. Yeah, it'd be I, I, a pastor. That's what I want. I mean, yeah, I, I I believe I would. Hundred percent. Yeah, you would. It, it, I would. It's just it's just because it's you yeah. that makes you go. Oh no, I shouldn't or I can't. Yeah. And so, and I'm, well, I'm speaking to myself and, here. And yeah. I think some of it for me too is that I I am so like the thought of me getting in the way mm. of the gospel being purely presented, or that there could be a. a a sense or a like a, what what's how I'm trying to say that there could be an ounce of somebody going I don't want to well I don't mm. want the gospel because he's he's just doing this because he wants to mm. whatever make his name bigger yeah. or whatever else yeah for me if that's even a potential like yeah. I'm I'm out I don't, yeah. I don't care this no. is about me no. if this is gonna tarnish or blemish or you know take away the the power or the the thought of who God is because of that so for so much of me that's been my fear it's mm. the I don't want to do something that jeopardizes the effectiveness of the gospel being totally. preached or communicated yeah. out of me in my life or or the, the organizations, the churches, the ministries that I'm a part of, the people I'm connected to. Mm. 
So I'm not going to do that yeah. because I know that there's been times where, and again, this is me too. Like there, or this yeah. is, this is a, this is an admission of guilt to some degree, uh, being vulnerable with a weakness that I've got. When I have seen other people in the ministry or pastoral space do things like this, mm. man, and it just sucks. It sucks that this is, this is the truth, but yeah. it is the truth. There have been thoughts of like, our, yeah, and they're doing it because they want to sell a book. Yeah. Or they're doing it because they think it's the cool thing to do and they're totally. just trying to, you know... And I've yeah. had those thoughts about them wow. and their pastors and their ministers. Yeah. So I think I've even like self-imposed mm. my own. And again, even so it's, it's like this cyclical or like unhealthy toxic cycle yeah. of like, I think they might be think, be doing this and that's their motive. And I don't ever want to be looked at or thought about like them, them. in that way. So I better not even wow, try. Yeah. Right. And there's almost that, like, it's unhealthy. Like what yeah. the heck's my problem? Yeah. Same, the same thing you're telling me right now about yeah. like the gift should be, should be the way that I think and go, man, praise God for that person yeah. stepping into that space. Cause someone Needs is going to go listen to that or watch that. It's going to make them open a Bible for right, the first that time. That may never yeah. get the message or be open to it in the ways that, are more quote unquote, you know, the way we do it. Absolutely. And so that's been part of my journey to get mm. here, you know, for years. Yeah. Is just that fear of, I don't want my name to be the reason why somebody goes, oh, see, he's just. Yeah. And I, I'm at the point now where I have to, well, I'm turning 32. Dang. Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, dang. <laughs> 32. Gosh. Yeah. Turning 32 this year. Yeah. <clears throat> and it, I mean, I have had the desire <clears throat> or the the longing. Yeah. And really the calling. I feel like I feel like God has put it in my heart. Um, I don't want to over-spiritualize it because I think mm. I think I think I can do that. I've done it before, people mm. can do that. But but since I was in high school, yeah. to to step into a space to make a difference, make an impact, make an influence in the world around me. In, in ways that are, they just, they're, they're boundless. They're not, there's no boundaries yeah. around what it, it could just be anywhere with anyone, anytime. Yeah. And, and influencing it for the kingdom. And, and so from 15 till 31, almost 32, I've felt like for half my life, I've been in and out, in and out, in and mm. out, in and out. And I just finally hit this point this last year. Um, and this last year was the this last year twenty twenty two was probably the most challenging year mm. of my life. Yeah, personally. Yeah, but yeah. Um, and you know, I'm sure throughout this this fifty two project, you know, I, I, more of that will come. Out. <laughs> uh, just the journey that I kind of walked out, you know, as I have conversations. But it's been the most challenging. Twenty twenty two was the most challenging year personally for me in ways I experienced struggles and obstacles and challenges I'd never experienced before. Yeah. And at times it felt like, you know, it, it was unbearable. Yeah. <clears throat> and so coming into 2023, I finally was like, you know, I don't know if I feel strong enough for this. Mm. I don't know if I feel equipped enough for this. But man, if I go another year yeah. without stepping into this space and wow. whatever it becomes, I mean, if this is it, if it's one year and I just follow through. Does it just fall on through? On the 52 yeah. conversations yeah. in this course this year, then again... I will look back on it and go, it was all still worth it. I got 52 meaningful conversations yeah. with people that have impacted me in my life. And, and that was awesome. Yeah. You know, or, you know, people will listen and watch yeah. and it'll impact them you know, in ways that, you know, I can't, I can't even know, no. but I just knew I had, this is it. This yeah. is the year I'm stepping into this. Yeah. And 
can I continue to be who God's called me to be mm. in all of the other spaces first, first and foremost, my my healthy relationship with Jesus for me. Yeah. It's where it all flows. Yeah. Then my marriage, I mean my bride, Holly's gotta have the best of me. Yeah. She deserves the best of me. Mm. She is a lot of the best of me. <laughs> <laughs> and then my four kids. Yeah. Like I want to be the best freaking dad that ever walked. Not because it's a competition, but because like I got one shot to be yeah. the best dad I could be. Yeah. That's what matters most. And then a pastor. I'm a pastor, you know, obviously here in, in, in Washington, for those that know me. And I'm a, I love my, my church and I mm. love my community that I have yet to even really reach. Mm. Um, and I'm, that's my priority. Like yeah. I'm called to be a pastor. And, yeah. and in all that, there's this recogni- recon- recognition uh, and realization that I can't delay any longer with mm. other um, things that God has deposited in my yeah. heart to, to make, make an impact for the kingdom, kingdom yeah. and have great uh, conversations like I'm about to have over this, this year, Tell like him. I'm having with you. Tell and, uh, and so I don't know what it's going to look like, but I know this year I got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Got to do it. Have to. I think that's the, I think beyond all the stuff, it's like, like you said, it's the follow through at this point where it's like, if you just go forward, even if you're like, this sucks, or this is not what I wanted it to be, or, um, I don't know. You just get self-doubt or whatever the thing is, but you just push through it. And at the end of the year, like you said, even if like cameras are off, you're still having 52 meaningful conversations that are impacting even that person or yourself. Like that's the beauty of it. And then it's like, so it's cool is, and I think it going back to, we're talking about the, like the selfishness side of things. I think there's always going to be that there, that element of like, Oh, you like we watched the other pastor start a podcast or whatever it is. You're like, Oh, they're just doing this because they want to do it, but whatever. It's like, that's always going to be there. So you might as well just do it anyway, because going and doing this thing, even if it's one person that hears it and it helps their week or pushes them towards the right thing or whatever, it's like your gifting is this. You can speak into lives. You can have incredible conversations. Your passion is that already. And then now it's like, yeah, you just have to literally fall through and just continue to do it because yeah. time's going to pass anyway. And like you said, you're 32. It's like, okay, cool. Well, what happens when you're 33? And, and not that you should do metrics by age, but I think there's an element of like, if this was my last year on earth and um, this is what I want to do with my life, it's like, I'd rather try. Yeah. I would just try. Like just just go for it. And if things come from it, great. Or if it completely shifts you in a completely different direction and that's what God's calling to you anyway, great. I just think it's like this weird thing where um we're being hesitant and being hindered by our own self, whatever. We're human. There's gonna be sin. There's gonna be selfishness attached to everything. So might as well go forward with the things you feel like the Lord's calling you to, the giftings that He's put on you, and then just see what comes from it. Yeah. Seriously. And then that, and the cool thing too is I think you're going to be blessed by, of course, other people's conversation and when wisdom that comes from that stuff. But like by the end of it, you're going to be excellent at it. I think you already are excellent, but it, it's like, you're only going to get better every single conversation you have and every single thing that comes along. And then your text's going to be better. Your, your background's going to get better. Well, yeah, I mean like lighting, like I'm pushing, <laughs> I'm manually yeah. because I don't know how to, that's right. Do all this yet? You know, hey. the different screens. Change shots. Right. Ready? You can do it. Oh, look at that. It's cold. Oh, oh, oh. there it is. Well, there. You go. See now you know. Okay, hand. But, we're, but listen, we're us. We talk with our hands. Don't know what it is. Just we are big hand talkers. We are. We're, we we talk a lot. 
Yeah, we do. You can ask our wives, our friends, our parents. Don't ask my church. <laughs> there are days I go, why are you guys still here? <laughs> Is that what we're pursuing the things we pursue, you know? I guess so. Like, I'm, I'm a writer slash whatever, and you're a you know, pastor. It's I like, so. we have to speak and you the know, people have to listen to okay, us kind of so thing interesting, you know that's an interesting, interesting thought because i know i know i've heard a few different people even in the recent like uh few few years that when it comes to like um toxic leadership mm. or uh narcissistic leaders that there's a lot of traits of you know somebody that says i want to be the top leader mm. More specifically, I want to be the top leader of a church. I want to cool. lead a church. Yeah. That somebody that has the ability to think that to thought, think that thought yep. is Some fundamentally a, a narcissist yeah. because they understand, or there's that, I, I have, I'm going to be the guy. I have to be the leader, right? yeah. I've wrestled with that, mm. right? Because like, obviously, like, <laughs> there's a, well, in the ministry space especially, there's a lot of other professions or careers or vocations that... I, I mean, I, I have not done them. Obviously, yeah. I've been a pastor for 10, 11 years. Yeah. Um, I haven't been a lead pastor that long. I've only been a lead pastor for just over a year. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of other vocations out there that are maybe a lot less. Mm. Uh, there's a lot less that you have to. I don't know. I mean. I know you're saying. I get, so, like, I can only compare it to film, sure. right? But it's like everyone wants to be an actor. Cause they're on screen and they're the main, whatever. Um, but then there's people that are like, Oh, I want to be a director. Cause they get to call the shots. Right. Right. Um, and then there's, you could be anything in a film set. You can be a PA, you can be a grip, whatever it is. And they quote unquote seem like lesser things, but everybody has their place and right. peace. And the thing doesn't work without those people, which right. is incredible. But there's a weird thing where, and this is my own opinion here, but if you have a natural leadership ability, you can take charge, you can communicate um, and you can cast a vision to go forward. It's like, I think you can accomplish anything. And yeah, it might not be exactly what you're envisioning, but I, I think at the end of the day is I think anything by committee is terrible, right? Movies by committee is terrible. Yeah. Books by committee, sermons by committee. I, I just think if you have a committee of people trying to accomplish one unique vision and they're all at the top or there's that many chefs in the kitchen, it's going to be bad food. It's going to be a bad movie. It's going to be a bad script, bad sermon, whatever it is. Um, you have to have organic, like one pathway thought in the sense of, even if you're wrong in the sense of leadership, not saying, I mean, if you're preaching sermons a little bit different because you're, you know, basing everything off the Bible and you're, yes. yeah, absolutely. But in the sense of leadership, let's say, let's just say that I think there's an element of you have, that's the heart, even in, in any type of thing, right? right. Being a you know, policeman, whatever it is, you have to make decisions fast and quick and you have to make them as calculated as you can in the moment, but you have to keep pressing forward because lives are at stake. That's a little bit more heavy duty intense, but in the sense of filmmaking, same thing, time is money right. and either we're going to get the shot or not. And if it's not working great, I have to make the call to make sure that that thing works out some possible way. So the thing can move forward and the, and the vision can be yeah. accomplished even if it's not as close, yeah. like just swinging at it. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah. And I think for me too, the, the, I don't ever want to lose that like consistent sensitivity to the Lord, mm. less, less sensitivity to, to people in yeah. the sense of, I want to, I want to decrease in my, like, what do they think about wow. what I'm doing or not? Good, yeah. But I don't want to lose the God. What do you think about yeah. it? 
check my heart, like search yeah. my heart, oh God, kind of yeah. thing. Like I, I don't ever want to lose that thought that like at any point you can speak into this and help call me out and go, hey, you've lost sight of whatever it is. And, and you're you're now doing this in, in something that's more for you than it mm. was for me. Yeah. Um, so there's something about the like hesitance or the, the humility or hesitancy that I don't want to lose. Yeah, you want to keep it. Right? 100%. But then finding that balance between being confident yep and if hey someone sees you and they're like oh you're just you know you're a pastor because you just want you yeah. want people just to come here you talk every week i've heard people say like that's why you're you, you know people <laughs> not that's why narcissists become pastors because they're just like you think i have something important to say yeah. come yeah. hear me say it. yeah right yeah maybe that's part of why or, they also start podcasts you know i'm like god lord you know so i wrestle with that right i don't ever want to lose that like mm. May you know, God, if that's true like expose it because i don't yeah. i don't ever want to think to myself that I'm above, um, you know, whether it's correction, whether yeah. it's just humbling, you know. So I just think that it's a unique balance to hold. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in leadership, yeah. Right? And I think that there are different personalities that people lean different ways yeah. where they struggle with one more than the other. Totally. But I think both ends of the spectrum yeah. of the extremes are unhealthy. Like yeah. you can be overly confident and give a crap about what anybody thinks. And yeah. You lean more of that narcissistic, like... Yeah. I'm the best. I know it's right. And yeah. y'all don't versus the other side, which is just, yeah, I don't matter. Yeah. And you know, I'm always going to mm-hmm. fail and I'm always like, you know, I'm, people are going to, you never tried anything. I, they're yeah. both unhealthy. Yeah. Neither side honor God the best. Mm. That's what I think I'm learning more. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping this next year for me is, um, just going to be, I want to grow in that area yeah. as, as a person, person. and as, as a pastor and, as a as a leader, as a as somebody that's making an influence in people's lives, and so, um, yeah, I think it's intentional, and I think a lot of people just don't know how to hold that tension, mm. and so they just give up, or, I, or they yeah. or they lean into going like, I'm just going to be this guy, full narcissist, right. just to make sure you get, or down. I'm never going to step into that thing don't. because I don't. Well, know. I think you hit a good point because it's like, I think that's the beauty of it is you wanting to stay in touch with the I don't want to get too far in my own whatever, right? Like your own chase, you know, um, uh, recipe. It's like, yeah, that's huge to keep that constant. So it's like, it's harder on you as the individual because you're having to always wrestle it. But I think that's the beauty of it is it's encouraging to me. It's like, oh no, I don't want to get rid of that wrestle. I don't want to get rid of that, that tug at my heart that keeps me humble, keeps me, um, constantly checking in and like reflecting and, and in my prayer time and like, you know, my study and whatever. It's like, oh, like, am I, living my life according to the Bible. Am I, you know, am I, am I aligning with that? Um, having that constant check-in. Cause if you're like, Oh no, I'm good. It's like, no, like you could get off path so fast. Right. So I think you're right where it's like, don't get rid of the wrestle, keep it, keep it in your life. So you can constantly have that iron sharpening iron yeah. stuff. You know, and it's, and it, for me, it's, it's a good reminder, even as we're talking just to my, my identity has to be anchored in Jesus. Yeah. And, and so does yours. Yep. And so does anybody else that's 100%. listening. And that, yeah. No matter what happens, yeah. that's what my identity is in Jesus, whether this is something that works or it doesn't. Or I, I if when the day comes, I need this or you need mm. acting mm. or writing or a movie to be made. Yeah. Which, again, when you feel called, yeah. passionate about something, mm. you've given a lot of years and sacrifice and hours and blood and sweat and tears. You know, it becomes a part of you, right? Identity-wise, but like that—that that is something that we've got to be very careful and cautious yeah. with, because at the end of the day, 
as a, as a follower of Jesus, yeah. right? My identity is in Jesus. And so whether I never get another microphone or another platform or another pulpit or another yeah. audience again, I'm okay. Yeah. Because I'm secure yeah. and satisfied in Jesus. Totally. That's hard, right? It's easier, the easier hard, the hardest, said yeah. concept, you know, conceptually than done. But yeah. but I have to. That's part of where I have to go each day and yeah. because I I need it each day yeah, you do, to yeah. remember. No matter what happens in this endeavor today, a dream, yeah. passion, pursuit, your identity is wrapped up in Jesus. Period. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then having other people help remind me of that because mm. that's hard sometimes. That is stated on your to hear own. It and, yeah. Right? Well, and I think. Yeah, because you can get lost in the sauce pretty fast when you're like passionate about something and you're driven. And like, I'm one to talk for sure. I think, but you're right. At the end of the day, it's that's what it has to be. Because if I'm like, yeah, if you start putting, if I start putting film above God or my wife or whatever, it's like that stuff will. Yeah. For one, it's never going to satisfy. Two, it's a endless mountain, and then you get to the top of it, it's very lonely. So I think that um, at the yeah, at the end of the day, it's exactly what you're saying. It's like keeping that check and and rooting that into your not just daily, but like moment by moment. Because and that's the too. I definitely, especially when I have like a goal in mind and I'm going towards something, like I can get so tunnel vision and get so focused on like accomplishing things. And I, I will say there is an element that's healthy of um I think I always need a project to like keep sure. me motivated, keep me going sure. towards goals, blah, blah, blah. Um but when that project becomes above God, that's when it's like, no, dude, you, you kill that. Because even at the, like you said, at the end, like if like I keep saying that one last year of life thing, right. But if, if the last year of my life, if I'm only known as a filmmaker, I failed right. period over now. Right. right. If I'm only known as like, Oh, he's such a great storyteller. I, I failed. I hope that last year of my life, if you will, or that my actual lifetime is he was a follower of Christ. That's the first thing you know about me. Um, and that's part. Cause that's like I said earlier, when you're, be anybody. The first thing they ask you is, oh, what do you do? It's just like such a simple right. whatever. But then so we immediately associate our identity with what we do, right. our occupation. And that's what's so dangerous because one, you can lose your job like that. It could right. be gone. Um, and two, if you're not succeeding in your occupation or you don't love your occupation, your identity is, and it's not rock, it's sand, right? So if you, so it's like if your identity is not rooted in Christ, then you're going to falter. Your, your, your house will break on the sand. And so it's like keeping yourself rooted in Christ first. And then, and that's the thing too. It's like all these things are fun and awesome and great, but it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, if like, if filmmaking becomes ahead of my marriage or, or, um, you know, and I have to remind myself of these things cause I can get so transfixed on a goal or accomplishing something, or I need to go, you know, freaking full tilt towards this thing to get this thing accomplished because we need to make this much money or we have to do this, whatever it is. And it's like, you get lost in the sauce so fast. And then you're like, Oh shoot, I'm a little bit farther than I want to be. And, um, and not to, you know, I think too, is it comes down to attention as well. Cause like, I think sometimes we're like, well, I'm not sinning. I'm not, you know, this, or I'm not, but your heart motive. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. And then it becomes this weird thing where it's like, yeah, but you're, how much more time are you spending on your phone than in the word or, or in your prayer time or, or with other people, you know? Um, so it's, it's just this constant balance, it's yeah. this constant checking in, but it's like, and it's funny cause my exhausted goal side goes, well, just, you know, cross the thing off the list, yeah. get it done and then you'll be good. And it's like, no, but life doesn't, the, the existing in, in a constant relationship with either spouse or, you know, brother, friendship, whatever it is. It's like, you can't just be like, okay, we're good. We've accomplished all the things. We're good. Sure. No, it's a constant yeah. 
you know, investment. investment. Yeah. 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 No, that's good. I think, uh, it's going to be a journey. Mm. No matter, no matter where you land on the spectrum right now, it's still going to be a journey ahead. If you, if you want to, if you want to grow, you know, and I I know I want to grow. I know you want to grow. I know we have grown. Um, okay. Before we kind of come to the conclusion of, the first episode, because where we are on time, yeah, probably got we have ten minutes. Yeah. Most. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. Uh, like, for people that don't know you, yeah, what I, that I, I I want this to be my moment where I'm like, yo, this is my brother. Mm. He he's getting to do this stuff right now, okay. not just because it got handed to him, mm. because but because he's been working his tail off. Yeah for a long time and he's getting to see some, some of that, that stuff start to pay off. But still, again, you, like you said earlier, you're not necessarily doing what you, like the end goal. Yeah. But like, can you give some people a snapshot? Like, like just over even the last couple of years, totally. like not, not elongated, maybe yeah. not, maybe not chasing land inversion, if you will. Maybe like, <laughs> maybe like, uh, well, spark notes. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 hundred um, percent. Um, but, but yeah. so like, like where are you working? Yeah. Who are you working for? Yeah. And then, and then the specific thing, that you're about to step into in the mm. next few weeks okay. that is on the horizon with your, your short film coming yeah. in. Just to, I just want to share that with people because it's stinking awesome and, totally. and I'm really, really proud of you. Thanks, man. Really proud of you. Thanks. I'll talk more about that in a yeah. second. Okay, just go. Um, yeah, so I've been pursuing film since I was like, gosh, kid, but started like officially pursuing film at 15. Working butt off, a lot of different stuff. Uh, moved to LA in 2016. Um, April 1st will be seven years in LA and worked a lot of weird jobs, different things, blah, blah, blah. Starbucks. I mean, Apple, Apple all sorts of stuff. Ted, uh, Ted Baker. <laughs> Ted Baker. <laughs> Thought it was a bakery when I applied. It wasn't. Um, it is a high-end fashion store inside Bloomingdale's and I lied my butt off to get through that door and get that job. So it worked you are, out. <laughs> you happen to be Ted Baker and you're listening to this podcast. Is I'm so so sorry. Yeah, or you're you were the you know hiring you know. <laughs> no, I said this shirt looks great on you. I did not know. I'll be honest. Um, I hope so. But no, I yeah. So then I uh, got a phone call from an incredible, incredible creator named Jeff Blank. He um, was just like, hey, we're doing this. You know, I need somebody to edit this thing for for Will Smith's company called Westbrook. Um, I was like, cool. And we like met a couple different times at you know birthday parties, things like that. Um, I sent them the editing stuff I had done. I've been editing for years, but just not in like that social media right. vein of, of, of things. And he's like, cool. Do you have any other kind of stuff? And I just done some projects, whatever. Um, he checks them out. He's like, great. And then he calls me back. He's like, Hey, actually we don't need you. And I was like, okay. And I had this moment where I was like, Oh, I really, I actually really wanted that. I really wanted sure. to like try and see what happens. And so, um, like two days later I was praying about it and I got a phone call from him again. He's like, Hey, we do need you. Can you come in Monday? I was like, great. So I came in. And I worked that and I was working at Apple at the time for, um, gosh, like I think it was like 46 days straight, no days off because I couldn't quit my job because I didn't know if it was going to go anywhere. And then I got to the spot where I was like, I got to take the sleep. I think this is an incredible thing. I met, I met Will on my first day. Coolest guy ever. Honestly, he's the best boss I've ever had. Um, and then boom, it was, I was in, I was working my butt off and I think it was a month and a half in, I did some edit that just went great and they, they loved it and it, it went kind of 
uh, viral enough to they it, kept me around. It was his. It was Will's Instagram. Uh, Will's Instagram. Yeah, and it was like a. It was this signature piece where he signs a different signature every ten years, yeah. and he like so he can remember the decade. Yeah, and, that. That yeah. Was, and it was just like idea. boom, and I was I was in. It and was, it, that was, I think that was the first time. I mean, because I've seen you do some incredible stuff, incredible stuff up to that point, but I think that was the first time I was like. Where did he learn to do that? <laughs> what? Did you see this just, dude? Like, just, just, that's yeah. so professional. Well, yeah. thanks, Brad. Like- yeah. So, work, been working for him and uh, Westbrook with incredible, incredible talented people that are way better than me at everything. And I get to learn from them every single day. Um, and I work with these incredible editors in our post department at Westbrook and um, uh, guys like Parker Reiniga and and Mike Malarkey and, and Brian Venucci, these guys that are excellent at what they do. And they're the caliber of editors that I, I strive to be every single day. And so we get to create these incredible things, these organic things. We get to be a part of this incredible process. And it's been such a great company to work for and learning so much while also getting to make stuff. And then you get posted on an account that has millions of followers and you get to see millions of people interact with your content and your yeah. things you're creating. And it was just like such a cool thing. So I've been doing that for, um, gosh, July, I hit my three year mark. So that was, that was crazy. And then, um, yeah, and then uh, I have been writing screenplays, and I've been I want my ultimate goal is to be a writer director, and I'd love to still act in comedies and do things like that. But my goal is to be a writer director, and I want to do dark sci fi. And so I think people don't know that. And so here I am writing these screenplays, and I want to make this feature film and different things like that. And then it kind of clicks. I'm like, oh, people haven't seen what I can do as a writer director yet. They've kind of just seen all the comedy stuff and the sketches and the acting and. Um, editing and so I was just like oh I have to go make something that can show what I can do and quick quick little thing it was I was at some Emmys contender thing when I was was like 22 I just got to LA or something and uh, all these different people Kevin Costner uh, you know different people were just speaking at this thing and I just randomly ended up at this thing um, and every single one of them had the same kind of note. They were like, oh, I saw this uh, person in this thing. I knew I had to work with them, right? Or, oh, I saw the show, and I knew I wanted to be a part of it. But every, I was taking notes. Every single person in this Emmys contender thing was talking about, and the, the, the line always started with, I saw them in this thing. And it clicked. I was like, oh, I have to make stuff to get stuff. Like, I have to make stuff so things can happen. So it's like, it's, not, it's never coming. It's right. never coming my way. I have to go out and, and do it. And so I was like, screw it. Let's go. Let's make something. Even if, you know, pride or whatever it is, like, I don't want to make another short film. I don't want to do another thing. I was like, you know what? No, I really want to do this. So I took one of my feature films, condensed a couple scenes down to make this short film, dark sci-fi. We raised $10,000 to make it. Um, and we've been doing pre-production from literally the first week of August all the way till currently right now today. We just got the permits, everything figured out today. Got yes. signed up. Awesome producer, Dominic Cabonin crushing it. Parker, Mark oh, Reninga and Navid, all of them have been crushing Parker, it. Mark. Uh, Chris Baldwin was my first AD. All of them are crushing it. It's been incredible. So now we are going into uh, January 9th. We were starting our uh, first day of production. We're shooting just for four days, but it's the longest I've done via directing. And it's the first time I've never been in something I'm directing via like a film. Right. And it's dark sci-fi, which is my passion. And we're just doing all systems go. We're just going to go as hard as we can, trying to make something really cool that we hope that people like. And if it opened door, if it opens doors, great. If it doesn't, I just want to make something so cool that we're like, we're proud of it. Yeah. And it hopefully connects with people. And um, we have incredible talent attached. David Gridley, uh, Cameron Capithwaite, Nakoa Decoy, Marina Gridley. Um, just so excited to work with friends, talented friends that are passionate and have these incredible, incredible giftings yeah. that I just want to put on display yeah. with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. 
So. It, I got to read the script. Yeah. I know you've made some edits since you, yeah, you sent me that, I think, I don't know, revision of two or second or third revision. Yeah. Uh, but I can't wait. You know, I can't, and then, yeah, all the people you just named that are involved and people that have already supported it. And it's going it, to, I think it's going to be, it's going to be something for you. Not only will you go, this is an awesome thing that we got to create, yeah. but the, the stuff you're going to be learning along you already learned but learning you're going to be learning yeah. along the way, all the way until that thing is done and you push the final you know button for upload or however it gets released or whatever um is a huge deal and it's a huge face step right like there's a yeah. huge risk involved like you're you're oh, yeah. you're inviting other people to to support you you know financially in all yeah. these different ways for it to happen and all that comes with a little bit more anxiety of like okay i better Better, I, I, better, well, I better actually do this thing, you know, so, you know, <laughs> the fall through of actually making it, even right. if you're like, feel like it's falling apart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, seeing it through in a way that's a, a great outcome as well. Mm. You know? But, uh, I can't wait, dude. It's going to be, man. it's going to be so cool. And you're, you're made for this. Thanks bro. You're made for this stuff. And that, so that right there, that very thing is when I think about, well, people that have impacted my life, I mm. mean, you're up at the top of my list, bro. Thanks man. And, uh, my little not little younger we've talked about this before <laughs> you know you are at least six or seven inches taller than me yeah. i'm not gonna stand up right now <laughs> um you know i've written songs about it I, i've worn your hand-me-downs most of my life uh younger brother mm. that the way i've watched you from middle school high school all the way till now not give up pursuing mm. stuff that didn't always make sense but man got put in your heart and you just, you knew it was bigger than just a passion or, or a desire or a hobby. It was, it's a, it's a calling. It's yeah. something that God's wired into you that is, is bigger than just the thing itself. Yeah. The way that you've not let rejection, obstacles, insecurities, fears. Rejection. Whatever, again. Yeah, more rejection. <laughs> and again. <laughs> stop you yeah. from continuing to step into the next thing uh, has impacted me. In ways, just in ways you will never be able to understand. Because I'm, I'm on the outside watching going, this dude is still going. Mm. Man, I can keep going. And I think, you know, the people that know you, I've already experienced that. But there's a lot of people that don't know you yet or know that part of your story that are going to be impacted by that one day as well. Like, this dude kept going. Mm. And that's why he is where he's got. The Lord is why he's where he's got. Yeah. With that tenacity and that relentless stick to and uh resiliency you know and so man that's the thing i want to like finish with and honoring you and celebrating you and just saying i'm so freaking proud of you you haven't given up and man that's inspired me throughout our, our you know our later adult year our, our early adult years but that's really inspired me over this last year year and a half two years knowing what you've gone through had to overcome hmm. personal life work yeah. life all these different things, these valleys and these mountaintops to continue to just keep walking mm. forward mm. and not giving up on the things God's placed in your heart has inspired the heck out of me. And uh, I love you so much. And, and, and again, it, it, the love is not connected to what you produce, yeah. what you've created, what mm. you could create. It, it's in your heart because yeah. in all that stuff, man, the way you love people, you care for people, you see them, you make them feel um, valued and just like they matter because they do mm. it along the way. Like you don't just use people. That's the other thing that stands out in just in, in the Hollywood world or the, mm. the, the movie business world that you're in, man, everybody, not everybody, it mo seems like 
Most everybody yeah. has got some kind of ulterior motive to go like, how do I use this relationship or this connection to, to help me next, get to the next yeah. thing? Yeah. And man, I, since the seven years you've been down there this round, like that has not, I know you, but like in those moments where we've connected and I've talked and gotten to be a part, that's not you. Mm. In fact, a lot of times you've taken the, you know, it's almost been the opposite. Like <laughs> you've taken the hit or, you mm. know, whatever else relationally, because you want to care about people more. Um, than what you can gain yeah. or you'll do the favor mm. knowing that you aren't going to have any connection or mm. any other stuff. Yeah. And I just think, man, like that, that speaks about who you, who you are as a man in your character. And that's the kind of stuff I know that the Lord will honor, has honored, but will continue to honor in this endeavor with the dreams and the things he's placed in your heart. So do that I mean, keep doing that. Thanks, keep man. being that light in a dark place. Thanks man. Um, and, uh, and no, you got, you know somebody that's like <laughs> just your absolute dude in your corner let's go to war yeah man got your back you know wish i had a bunch of money to give you to just <laughs> whatever film you needed to do god oh. and uh and just excited for what the lord has in store for you but man thanks for again i said in the beginning this wouldn't be happening without you and um i i know that uh, this next year is going to be a journey to, to really continue to say yes, even mm. when it's hard. You, you text me as I was talking to you about this whole process about, man, I really feel like this could be the year I, I really step into this. And you just said a hundred percent, you know, you, you, your text was just, uh, to kind of push me over the edge that, that day you sent that text. But you, uh, one of the things you said that really stood out was like, man, you're going to have days where you're like, I don't. I can't do this anymore or yeah. it doesn't feel like anybody's watching or listening or making an impact and you just got to keep, keep going. You've yeah. got to keep creating, you got to keep doing this thing and just know that over time, the consistency is going to be one of the things that begins to make the longer lasting impact. And, influence. Yeah. and so, um, yeah, thanks for pushing me. Yeah, man. Thanks. I believe, believe in it. I believe in you. I believe in this whole thing. And I think it's about dang time yeah. that Chase Merrill started a podcast. So I'm pumped for you, praying for you. And I'm I'm in your corner, bro. Want to see you succeed, and even if you quote unquote don't succeed to by the world standards, like you as a as a Christ follower, as a dad, and as a brother, and as a son, and as a friend, I think you're absolutely crushing it. And I look up to you in every single way. So I appreciate it. Pump for this next year for you, man. Well, you don't look up to me in every single way, because not physically, because your boy's six foot, and yeah. There you have it. All right. There you have it. Uh, episode one. Episode one. One of fifty-two. Woo! Conversations with the project. Yeah, 50, fifty-one. Way fifty-one <laughs> left. 50, 51 to go. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby.